Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good morning. Wake up! The Morning Line. Line up! It was a dark, dark place last night in Houston, Houston, Texas, where we watched out of nowhere the big, bad Washington Nationals come back from down a couple of runs in the seventh inning to blow the game wide open and eventually move on to winning their very first world championship unbelievable happy damn halloween it is crazy and i can promise you that sam donald is not the only one seeing ghosts on this october the 31st thursday 2019 oh no 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 there are a number of people associated with the houston astros who also Saw a lot of ghosts yesterday. Saw going to see a lot of ghosts today as well. It was a crazy game seven. Actually, no better two words. Game seven, right? In uh, in all of professional sports, and we were treated to a great game seven, a great World Series on many fronts, many storylines, and game seven was had no shortage of storylines once again but welcome in here on this halloween trying to get over the fact that tomorrow is going to be november yep november 2019 uh also tonight not only halloween trick-or-treaters all that good stuff yeah uh we got a we got a thursday night football game too we've actually got to start to week nine of the nfl season week 10 Of the college football season. Craziness, what I'm telling you this time of year. But all good, all fun, and yeah, we'll start 
in Houston, Texas with Game 7. So how did it go? How did it all unfold? Well, it was a hell of a ride. We'll tell you that as you had Max Scherzer going for the Washington Nationals, taking on Zach Greinke, the always subdued, very relaxed Zach Greinke, the perfect guy that you wanted pitching for the Houston Astros. If you are an Astros backer, there is no doubt you looked at uh, you looked at Game Seven with the nerves on edge. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you were up three-two. You couldn't close them out in Game Six. All the pressure on the Houston Astros in this game for a Game Seven, and nobody—and I mean nobody. Better at just calming the place than Zach Greinke. Very, very slow, very deliberate, doesn't really, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. He was perfect. And can I tell you something? For five innings, guys, he was absolutely perfect. Almost impossible to the hit, to the standpoint of they had one hit through the first five innings. Uh, he, they just could not. His off-speed stuff was amazing. His curveball, he had him chasing all night. Uh, great command of his fastball. Granke was on last night. He gave them everything they needed right up until the point where A.J. Hinch made the biggest mistake that coaches make in baseball, and it was on full display last night. That mistake, of course, is overthinking the moment overthinking the moment and deciding that instead of going with what has worked and and he had worked. Granky is a guy, he's in his 30s. He's a horse. This is a guy that you wanted out there that you're not afraid to give the opportunity to face another a batter or two or to push it and go another inning. Why? Well, because the bullpen options for you, not great. Not great, especially they have proven not to be great over the last uh, couple of games here in the World Series, certainly at home. So when it was all said and done, A.J. Hinch comes walking out to the mound there in the sixth inning after uh, after Anthony Rendon, who had another obviously big game there, hit a home run and Juan Soto walked one out there and uh, he thought it would be best. Good old A.J to uh, to turn the ball over to maybe the guy that he had warming up, uh, maybe the best pitcher in the ballpark that uh, last night. His name was Garrett Cole. Yeah, Cole was up, guys. Cole was there. He was ready to go. Granky pitched fantastic through five innings. You got Cole warming up in the bullpen. He's ready to rock and roll. And instead, A.J. Hinch, again, overthinks it, turns to... A reliever, and that reliever is Will uh, Will Smith, uh, Will Harris rather. And uh, Will Harris, you might recall, was the guy in Game Six last night, or the night before rather, who also promptly uh, gave up a home run to Anthony Rendon, uh, which of course put the Nationals up after that botched, ridiculous, controversial out at first base play that we were dealing with last night in the uh, right around the same time, seventh inning. Yep, well, seventh inning here again, uh, and you had an opportunity as A.J. Hinch, instead of going with Garrett Cole, decides to bring in Will Harris, the guy who promptly served up a two-run homer the night before. What did he do last night? Well, 
gets down the right field line into the corner. This ball is gone for a home run. Yeah, yeah. Nationals on top. Howie Kendrick has made it 3-2. Yeah, what a shock, huh? Uh, yeah, and I kind of felt bad for uh, Will Harris uh, brought into that situation to face him. Uh, I, he emptied the bullpen from there, A.J. Hinch, and ultimately he brought in a closer, Robert Asuna, uh, replaced Harris in the seventh, and Asuna followed uh, by giving up a run of his own. Ryan Presley contributed only uh, one out, and then Joe Smith, another reliever. And again, if these aren't guys that you've heard of, you know, join the club. But there was still Garrett Cole available in that bullpen. Uh, Joe Smith allowed two more runs in the top of the ninth. When it was all said and done, guys, it was a victory for the Washington Nationals. Here they are, one strike away, one out away. 3 2. There it is. They did it. A lot of second guessing, uh, a lot of individual performances. We'll break those down for you. Kind of recap everything that happened last night in the world of sports. We'll do that coming up here on the morning line. SportsGrid.com. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. you find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. 
but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Dow of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dow of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome in. It is the morning line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. Thank you very much for stopping by here on this October the 31st. It is Halloween, people. Yep. Halloween, which means tomorrow is November, which is also mind-blowing right there. Just uh, two more months before the end of the year, but even more importantly, maybe just about uh, a week and a half away from college basketball opening up too that's right add that to the fray college hoops is uh, just around the corner uh nba in full swing and we had some whoo we had some doozies last night in the nba of course baseball just finished up now world uh, series game seven we do have a champion and it was epic and if you missed any of the highlights last night because you were um getting ready for Halloween, doing uh, some last-minute candy shopping, getting yourself ready for the trick-or-treaters that, uh, let's face it, probably aren't coming to the door. You just wanted candy anyway. Uh, But you got to be ready, right? Nobody wants to be uh, knocking on a door, and you're the one that's handing out, you know, toothpaste and toothbrushes for for Halloween. Or all you got is like a uh, year and a half old bag of like M&Ms or something that you're throwing at. No, no, no. You got to be prepared. You definitely got to be prepared. So if you were doing that, this is a uh, quick montage of everything you missed in Game 7, and it was fantastic, guys. Here's 2-1. That's well hit in the left. Back at the wall. It is gone. Curiel and the Astros strike first in Game 7. Score. Over the third is Alvarez safe. And it's 2 nothing Houston. That is a rocket to left, and the lead is cut in half. Rendon makes it 2-1. to one. That's down the right field line into the corner. This ball is gone for 
Nationals on top. Howie Kendrick has made it 3-2. Here they are, one strike away, one out away. 3-2. Here it is. The Washington Nationals are world champions for the first time in franchise history. Against uh, all odds, guys, against all odds, the Washington Nationals are your World Series champions. Can you believe that? 2019, it belongs to the Nats, and what a road and journey it was all year long, not only for the team, but for those of us that uh, that bet baseball and those of you that backed the Nationals, not only in the postseason, but backed them all year long. It was a very interesting, bumpy ride when it was all said and done, and those of you that stuck with the Nationals in the postseason backed them even when their backs were up against the wall, not once, not twice, but uh, five times, five elimination games that the Washington Nationals faced in this postseason, guys, five. And they won them all. They won them all, and maybe last night's was the most impressive because it also sealed the deal on yet another record that was broke. And we're going to talk about this uh, coming up here, guys, uh, right around in about uh, 30 minutes from now. Uh, it's a good uh, it's a good lead into our gambling you today. Uh, this fact that the Nationals did something no other team has done in 115 years in Major League Baseball. And that is win a World Series and win every game in the series, best of seven, on the road. Didn't win one damn game at home. They won the first two in Houston, and they won the last two in Houston on the Astros Minute Maid Park on their field. Unbelievable. 6-2 was the final. 4-3 if you uh, bet the series ahead of time and said, you know what, how many games is this going to go? And you picked uh, Houston in seven or Houston in six. Uh, Yeah, no, it wasn't good. Uh, But the Nationals, their numbers – They were really good. Last night, for instance, they still closed, even with Scherzer on the mound. Nobody, not the books, nobody gave the Washington Nationals any respect. They closed at a uh, a, close to a plus 130 underdog on the road last night with Scherzer on the mound. Uh, Also, the total. Yeah, the total went over. Seven and a half is what that number was, and it went over. In the top of the ninth inning there, as you heard those uh, those final couple of runs there just to seal the deal. It was 4-2 at that point. And then once again, the Astros bullpen uh, could not hold down the Washington Nationals. Not only could they not hold them down, uh, that was back-to-back games. And most all games that the Nationals actually won, I, mean, I believe almost all four games, the damage the Nationals did was in the second half of the games, guys. Think about that. The Nationals either took the lead or came back or won the game in either the 6th, 7th, 8th, or ninth inning. Uh, That is when they did most of their damage. And again, last night, that was it. Greg Granke had them on the off balance all night. All night, which again brings us to the point A.J. Hinch is going to be second-guessed. Hell, he's going to second-guess himself, and he should. He did have Garrett Cole available. Garrett Cole, at some point, I think we'll all agree, uh, outside of maybe Strasburg, but even that would agree that Garrett Cole's the best pitcher in the ballpark there, certainly the best pitcher on the Houston Astros. 
you had him get up not once but twice to warm up there last night just in case. And yet you opted to bring in everybody but Garrett Cole. And it's a tough spot, but here's what the options he had were. A.J. Hinch, which is why it's going to be forever talked about and forever debated. He had the seventh inning. All right. He has Granky going out there. And uh, Granky to that point in the game, had only thrown 80 pitches by the time that he came out there to get him. 80 pitches, okay? Guys, when I tell you he was having 10, 11, 12, 13-pitch innings, he was flying, absolutely flying. It was crazy how efficient he was. Now, he got into a little bit of a rough patch there when he uh, when he gave up the home run to uh, Rendon in the, uh, in the seventh. But prior to that, the two swings prior to Rendon hitting that home run made Rendon look silly. Uh, his off-speed stuff was fantastic. Now, the next batter was, of course, uh, Juan Soto, the 21-year-old phenom, the 21-year-old phenom now. Anyway, he was 20 when this thing started. But he pitched around him and walked him. So now here you are in a situation. You got one out. You got Soto on first, right? And you've got... Zach Granke, who to that point had thrown 80 pitches, just 80. And you went to the bullpen not to bring in Garrett Cole, which is exactly where people were going. If you're going to get Granke out under with 80 pitches um, through six and a third innings, man on first, why are you not bringing in Cole at that point? Instead, you opt to bring in the guy that just the night before Gave up the go-ahead run to home run to Rendon in the seventh inning. So you could have left Granky in, which is what I would have done. The reason you traded for Zach Granky at the All-Star break was so you would have him in a spot just like this. Uh, if you weren't going to bring in somebody better, it wasn't like he was uh, losing juice. It wasn't like... He wasn't blowing the ball by guys last night. What made his fastball so good was the fact that his off-speed stuff was breaking off tables. It was making these guys look silly, silly. And then all of a sudden, they're looking breaking ball, and he's coming back with a 94, 95-mile-an-hour fastball, and it worked all night. It worked for six and a third innings. It was 2-1, man on first. And you've got Howie Kendrick, who, by the way, looked stupid in his previous at-bats against Granky. I mean, stupid. Plus, it's righty on righty. What are you doing in bringing, bringing in Will, uh, Will, uh, where are you, what is it? Will, Will Smith? Will, no, Will Harris. I keep wanting to say Will Smith. Will Harris. Uh, that's going to be the, that's going to be the biggest question mark is to why not bring in A, Garrett Cole, or B, just leave him in the damn game and let him finish the inning. You know who actually had faith in, uh, in his daughter? guy that let him grind through and and make it through that yeah that would be um dave martinez the winning manager of the now world champion washington nationals didn't take scherzer out let him go those five innings man unbelievable second guessing is a wonderful thing we'll do more of it coming up here on the morning line sportsgrid.com 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. you find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big pop. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
right, so who would like a couple of risk-free wagers of up to $1,000? If you do, then head over to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet Sports wagering account. You can enter the promo code GRID, and you can get yourself two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. And keep in mind, in addition to traditional betting, PointsBet. Well, they offer their own betting concept where you are rewarded by how much you win your bet by. So, for example, if you're going to play tonight's NFL Thursday night game and you take the 49ers laying 10, but they beat the cards by 12, well, then guess what? You'll receive 12 times your stake. How cool is that? It's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. And keep in mind, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. And as we uh, wrap up the World Series, the 2019 World Series, it is your Washington Nationals. They are world champions. Getting it done finally. Beat the Astros 6-2 if you're just joining us. Won the World Series four games to three as a road team. As all seven, all seven games. For the first time in 115 years, 115 World Series games, the first time the road teams have won all the games. They closed as a plus 130 underdog, that being the Nationals in the game. The total went over the seven and a half runs thanks to a two-run ninth inning cherry on the top Washington Nationals uh, typical inning there that put them up for good 6-2. It was under prior to that in the ninth inning. Uh, the Nats were 12-1 to 1 before the season started. If you were a future ticket holder and you backed the Nats, you had them at about 12-1. to 1. They were 16-1 to 1 before the National League wildcard game. They were plus 195 to open up in this series. And road teams, 7-0 in the series. Also, the first time in any any U.S. pro sport series, not just baseball, any sport where a seven-game series is in play, it's the first time that the road teams went 7-0. and oh. In all, 19-6 and six is what road teams were in the playoffs. Dogs, well, they went 4-3 and three in the series, obviously, because, I, you know, I don't think, was there one game where the Nationals were favorites? Maybe game six, was it? Maybe no, no, what they weren't uh, favorites, uh, 21 and 14 overall in the playoffs. The overs overs were the play this World Series round, uh, of course, five, one and one uh, in the World Series. That's what the overs went. You did have one push, but five to the over one to the under and one push when it was all said and done. And of course, throughout the playoffs, they finished to the over 17 wins, to the under 15, and there were three pushes all together. And uh, at any point along the way, you could have backed the Washington Nationals at a pretty good price. Uh, We had them, in fact, here at 6-1 to going into game six with Strasburg over there. We hopped on them for the... Uh, for the 6-1 to uh, ticket there for the series, hoping that we could get to a game seven because ultimately we gave you the numbers yesterday. A game seven is a coin flip, guys. It is a coin flip, especially when you have guys like Scherzer and Granke going. Anything can happen. And in typical Washington Nationals fashion, they made every one of their backers sweat that game out 
until the seventh inning, which is a habit of theirs all throughout the playoffs, scoring. And don't forget, they came back, I believe, against the Brewers, if I'm not mistaken, their play-in game uh, against the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, they had to come back uh, in the eighth inning there. Everything that this team did, they did with their backs up against the wall. Their backs up against the wall. And they continued to fight and fight, and they did it. They pulled it away. Great team, great story, great fighters, gutty performances, gritty performances, and an MVP named Steven Strasburg. Uh, He is your 2019 World Series MVP. He went 2-0 in the World Series. Obviously, that Game 6 situation uh, the night before, going eight and a third innings. Uh, he uh, he has done going, uh, you know, giving his team the opportunity to be able to compete, to win, and to when the backs were up against the wall, Strasburg was the guy to call, not Ghostbusters on this uh, Halloween, this October 31st. But Strasburg was the guy that you wanted And he did it. Uh, Congratulations. MVP numbers were somewhere around. You know, it was funny. During the game last night, we were on in-game live here on the network, which uh, certainly encourage you guys to drop in here during the evening hours, beginning at uh, 8 p.m. at sportsgrid.com. If you check it out, guys, uh, there is consistent in-game live betting going on, helping you profit helping you navigate through the betting universe here uh, with the games that are on and there's going to be plenty of NHL NBA there's Thursday night football uh, college basketball is going to start here so there's plenty of opportunities for you guys if you want to jump in and uh, get your feet wet with a little in-game wagering then I would definitely encourage you guys to join us beginning at 8 p.m. Uh, all week long, go ahead, drop in and see us, uh, in game live. And we were doing the game last night and we were monitoring the, the MVP numbers because the MVP numbers kept adjusting every inning last night too. And I do believe at one point you could have gotten Strasburg at around 12 to one, uh, during the night, Granke's numbers were improving as he kept pitching because it looked like it lurched through the first five. Uh, he looked uh, he looked just undominant, and, and you kind of had the feeling that Granke, if he was able to continue in the game and continue to make them guys look bad, and he did a hell of a job of that, uh, that he would have been certainly the front runner. You weren't sure who was going to get the big hit for Houston, and ultimately nobody got the big hit for Houston, and that was the problem. But you uh, you were able to cash last night if you back Strasburg as your MVP of the World Series, and I think it's uh, definitely well-deserved. Also, congratulations to, of course, Annabelle Sanchez. Uh, Him and Max Scherzer have been in this spot before, only they were on the losing end. Uh, You may recall those two guys were part of the Detroit Tigers teams back in uh, 2012 that weren't able to get over the hump. Uh, So there was a shot last night where Scherzer and Sanchez were Uh, embracing each other and Sanchez says we finally did it we finally won one so uh, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting you had about 44,000 fans in the ballpark there last night including Mattress Mac that is right Mattress Mac who to his credit never wavered from his support of the uh, of the Houston Astros in fact he dropped uh, another two million dollars on game seven uh, on the backing the Astros who were uh, went off as a minus 130 minus 135 favorite last night well he dropped uh, another two million there to try and go ahead and 
uh, go ahead and close it out uh, after he had lost about a million and a half the night before in game six bets, but he was not to be deterred. He went ahead and boom, said, give me, give me another two million on the game, game seven winner. He had already had, guys, $11 million bet around the country, $11 million. Uh, on the team. And really, that was all a hedge because of the furniture promotion that he was running. And for those of you that don't know what his situation was, he offered uh, buyers the ability to purchase furniture, mattresses, anything along those lines, anything from $3,000 or more right up through the World Series. If you purchased it and spent three grand or more, and the Astros won the World Series, he would refund you the entire price that you paid. So, of course, I don't need to tell you that, obviously, the, the that, that consideration of having to outlay that much money was baked into the price of the furniture. But if you spent five grand on a whole new living room set and the Astros win, you're getting that five grand back. So in order to be able to hedge his possible losses with that promotion, he went ahead and bet. $11 million, which would have netted him around $20 million. He's been betting the Astros for the entire month of October, guys. He's been circling every uh, every book in the country, seeing who, including our friends over at FanDuel, who I believe were on the hook for $6 million in liabilities if the Astros had won uh, Game 7 there. But... The $11 million he had in all his future bets, he doubled, he put an extra $2 million on the game last night. All in all, guys, $13 million is what he lost in bets last night. And books around the country there celebrated. That took his action. But I got to laugh because he did, he did talk after the game. And he had said that his liabilities for running that promotion were a, around the $20 million number. So he figured if the Astros won, he'd probably have to refund around $20 million in furniture, people who bought furniture. So in order to hedge that, he took $13 million, put it down on the Astros throughout the month. If he had won, if the Astros had won, he would have cleared an extra $5 million. $25 million altogether is what his return would have been. But instead, he's out $13 million. But I think we can all agree that he's made that twice that much probably in furniture sales and advertising and everything else that goes along. Yeah, but yeah, I thought was great was his response afterwards last night because, of course, reporters seeked him out and stuck a uh, microphone in his face and said that, you know, do, do you have any words? What would you like to say? He said, yeah, I'd like to thank the Beau Rivage for not taking my half a million dollar bet today. <laughs> uh, he, he went on to throw a whole lot of other sports books around the country under the bus. I'm, I'm torn with this guy. I, I want to like him. I really do, man. Degenerate gambler. We'll let you know what else he said, too, which is priceless. Coming up here on The Morning Line. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. 
Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out... F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pot? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, you find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who are in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yours, getting ready for a little trick or treat here on this Thursday, October the 31st. Uh, better get ready for some football, too. Thursday night football, in fact. Tonight, we have the uh, the best and the worst that the NFC West has to offer as the undefeated San Francisco 49ers 7-0 traveling to uh, Arizona to take on the 3-4-1 Arizona Cardinals. And uh, very interesting, uh, this game here, I think. Uh, it'll be fun to see what happens. We'll talk more about this game 
next hour in uh, in Make It Rain, we'll really start diving into some of the numbers here. But the game opened up with the 49ers listed as an eight-point favorite. And there was a lot of bets that came in uh, almost all week instantaneously. Eight out of ten bets, which tells me that uh, because of the line movement here, uh, they're taking the points uh, with the 49ers. They're going to lay the points, rather, with the 49ers. So it does look, with the kind of support, that that number has been pushed up to 10 in a lot of places right now. Don't know what it's showing uh, with our friends at FanDuel, but it opened up at 8, and if we're at 9.5, 10, and 8 out of the 10 bets have been coming in on the 49ers, that tells me both the public and professional bettors are backing the San Francisco 49ers. And like we told you yesterday, just because the public loves something doesn't mean that the professional bettors won't love it. They won't just change their mind about a bet simply because they want to fade the public all the time. While it's a great long-term strategy to understand as best you can who's betting what, and you can do that sometimes through the uh, through the numbers that uh, that we provide here, of course, on uh, on SportsGrid.com. But there's a number of different avenues for you to go to be able to figure out who, what, where, and how. And a professional better is never going to just change a bet or who he likes or who they like in a game simply because the public loves them. Uh, you're going to have instances throughout a sports betting year where, yes, the public and the pros are on the same side. They're not always wrong, the public. They're wrong most of the time, but not always wrong. All right, that's why sports books are so profitable. Sports books are profitable because they basically do exactly what the pros do. They fade the public. So if sports books are making millions upon millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars, um, who's losing? It ain't, it ain't the pro batters. Uh, yeah, it's usually the public. So that's why pros will always tell you fading the public, pretty profitable. But tonight, no need to because the pros and the public all in agreement that, yep, the 49ers, that defense, uh, 7-0, and going to Arizona, doesn't make a damn bit of difference. They're going to go ahead and destroy Kyler Murray and company uh, in Arizona. However, there are some contrarian trends and uh, systems in play here that do favor Arizona, uh, especially number one. The first thing I would look at is that key number of 10, guys. We always talk about key numbers, right? Uh, seven, three, 10, you know, multiples that, uh, that you would see in a football game, right? Uh, you know, there's a big difference between laying nine and a half and laying 10. Is there not? There's a big difference between getting 10 and getting nine and a half, so on and so forth. So, you know, 14, 17, you go down the list, you're always looking for some key numbers, and there is a key number available in a lot of places, 10 tonight, if you want to back the Cardinals, that's what you'll get. But we do have some historical edges here to tell you about in this game as well. Number one, Arizona, contrarian, primetime. Heavily bet game, and and we told you, of course, that the Thursday night games, the uh, Sunday night games, the Monday night games, these are always some of the most, these are the biggest bet games from a handle perspective all week long because they're the standalone games and the NFL is king. So it makes sense. You'll have a lot of recreational bettors 
go ahead and throw a couple of bucks down on the game because it's the only game on tonight. So we get it with Sunday night and we get it with Monday night and, of course, Thursday night. So we do have a situation where a divisional dog and taking on a team off a blowout, uh, off a blowout. So, in fact, a blowout would be teams of 20 or more points they lost or have covered their next game at a 56% clip since 2003. So, of course, the Cardinals last week, they 22-point loss to the New Orleans Saints, which is a bit deceiving because that game was within one score uh, through most of the third quarter there until they got to the fourth quarter, and then it got away from them with New Orleans. But you've got a team, a divisional dog, that got blown out the week prior by 20 or more points. Well, those plays, those teams like the Cardinals tonight, prime time, they have cashed uh, close to 56% of the time they have covered since 2003. You also have a double-digit dog after a double-digit loss like the Cardinals, of course, last week. Well, they're about 55% against the number since 2003 and uh, the total of course is an interesting number here opened up at 44 it's been bet down to about 43 and we've told you divisional unders okay divisional games the under if it is moved at least one point from the if it's moved actually to the under uh, if it's moved more than one point since it's opened up which is exactly what it's done here opened up at 44 it's now 43 in a lot of places, 42 and a half. So I'm seeing across the board. Well, divisional unders, then they cash 56% of the time when that happens. So if you're looking to back the under, it's already moved more than a point, opened up at 44. If you get anything 43 or less, keep an eye on the under. And then, of course, my favorite bet this year that has been the most profitable for me personally and for you guys if you've been tailing is the prime time unders that's right the unders thursday night sunday night monday night guys they are 19 and 6 on the season that is a 76 percent winning percentage so uh the under again tonight might be something i'm looking at so we'll give you those uh, plays of course and we'll really dive into it Uh, Coming up next hour here on Make It Rain. All right, a couple of things I wanted to uh, talk about real quick. Again, congratulations if you're just joining us. uh, Congratulations to the Washington Nationals World Series champions. Uh, And along the way, they've done a couple of amazing things, including uh, defying the odds, which I think is a, uh, a couple of lessons to learn with the Washington Nationals winning the World Series. All right, so this is a good gambling you if you guys are just joining us. I want to talk about the idea of making a play simply because something has never been done or it's been done very little. Talking to a lot of folks yesterday on uh, online, on Twitter, social media, there were a number of people making a bet on the Astros because of the fact that no team in 115 World Series games or series is rather have never ever had a team win by winning all four games on the road it's never happened 115 years it just happened by the washington nationals who went 4-0 on the road 0-3 at home and that was the determining factor uh for people making a play where i'm making the play because it never happened well i think we can also agree guys that 
Uh, records, what is the old cliche? Records are meant to be broken. Streaks meant to be broken. Uh, while it's important to understand that history says one thing, a trend says one thing, um, but trends are in the moment. Don't forget, there's a lot of things that go into building a trend. To make plays simply based upon a trend, something that you found uh, that goes, wow, this has never happened or it's only happened a few times. Uh, that, guys, that is not a profitable strategy across the board. Mattress Mac, the guy that bet all that money, right, ended up losing $13 million in bets because he backed the Astros. While it's a great story and it's a lot of fun, I want to remind you that what we've preached and what I've been telling you here for months now is he did everything we have told you not to do. If you are getting into betting for the first time and this is you're diving in here, you wanna, you're going to try to be a little recreational better, have some fun, work your way into it, great. Do not do what Mattress Mac did this World Series this month. He All he did was bet based upon his favorite team. He backs the Astros. Now, he had some business reasons to do it, but the ultimate thing is he's the ultimate fan. So this all started with the premise that the Astros are going to win the World Series. I don't care. The Astros are going to win. Why? Because the Astros are his favorite team. So instead of taking a step back and going, well, maybe just maybe some of these matchups Maybe they don't favor the Astros. Yeah, I mean, I love the Astros, but maybe uh, no objectivity at all in his betting. And that's the one thing that we preach, guys. Do not, do not bet with your heart. That's the mistake that the recreational bettors make. They have a favorite team. They just watched a game a couple of nights ago, and everything they decide to do from a betting perspective happens because of what they just witnessed or because of who they've always liked. That is a recipe to go broke. All right, please, 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 please. While it's a great story and it's fun, it's also cardinal rule number one, never bet with your heart. Also, another rule there is never ever be influenced by something you saw happen the night before or the game prior in whatever your current bet is. Don't ever be influenced because a team won, lost, looked like crap the night before. Doesn't matter. Take the games by themselves at face value and figure out from there who you think has the best edges. Do not look at a trend like never been done in 115 years. Okay. I, I am fairly certain every trend that starts with never been done has ultimately been done. Otherwise, how would you get it? Uh, like, I, there is no forever trend here, guys. There, everything that is out there is meant to be broken. Every record is meant to be broken, and it will. And just when you think it won't, guess what? It will. So we've had uh, two lessons here to learn this World Series in 2019. One is don't ever base a bet solely because something has happened rarely or never happened. Okay, take trends as part of the overall landscape of what you're looking at and how you're handicapping. And number two, do not bet simply on a team because it's your favorite team and you have blind support for them. 
the most profitable sports investors, guys, over the years are the ones that can separate fandom. And in fact, if you ask any professional better, what's your favorite team? And their answer will be, without a doubt, whatever team covers. Because that's the kind of attitude you need to have. Leave your fandom, leave all your personal beliefs, leave them at the door. If you're going to embark on a uh, on a side gig of trying to make a few extra bucks doing the whole betting thing, the sports investing thing, which is fine, leave the heart at the doorstep, guys. Do not bring it into the realm of sports investing. You will get burned. You will get burned, and then you'll end up hating your favorite team even more. Uh, so don't do that, guys. Don't base decisions where you're putting money on the counter and handing it to the window, Clark. Do not, under any circumstances, make decisions because things have either never been done or because my favorite team, not the way to go. The way to go is to keep hanging here with us. Watchers coming up here on Make It Rain. We'll help you make it rain. Certainly tonight, Thursday night football, a look ahead to the rest of the games, both in college and the NFL. Plus more on the World Series 2019 next year. The Morning Line, sportsgrid.com. Good luck. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. 
Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call him Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big pop it Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It was a dark, dark place last night in Houston, Houston, Texas, where we watched out of nowhere the big, bad Washington Nationals come back from down a couple of runs in the seventh inning to blow the game wide open and eventually move on to winning their very first world championship unbelievable happy damn halloween it is crazy and i can promise you that sam donald is not the only one seeing ghosts on this october the 31st thursday 2019 oh no 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 there are a number of people associated with the houston astros who also saw a lot of ghosts yesterday so they're gonna see a lot of ghosts today as well it was a crazy Game 7. Actually, no better two words. Game 7, right, in uh, in all of professional sports. And we were treated to a great Game 7, a great World Series on many fronts, many storylines. And Game 7 was had no shortage of storylines once again. But welcome in here on this Halloween, trying to get over the fact that tomorrow is going to be November. Yep, November 2019. Uh, also tonight, not only Halloween, trick or treaters, all that good stuff. Yeah, uh, we got a we got a Thursday night football game too. We've actually got to start to week nine of the NFL season, week ten of the college football season. Craziness, what I'm telling you this time of year, but all good, all fun, and yeah, we'll start in Houston, Texas, with. Game seven. So how did it go? How did it all unfold? Well, it was a hell of a ride. We'll tell you that as you had Max Scherzer going for the Washington Nationals, taking on Zach Greinke. He was perfect. And can I tell you something for five innings, guys? He was absolutely perfect. Almost impossible to the hit to the standpoint of they had one hit through the first five innings. Uh, he they just could not. His off speed stuff was amazing. His curveball, he had him chasing all night. Uh, great command of his fastball. Granke was on last night. He gave them everything they needed right up until the point where A.J. Hinch made the biggest mistake that coaches make in baseball 
and it was on full display last night. That mistake, of course, is overthinking the moment. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 